once again, QBIQ Podcast. And as always, we love to bring you guys talent. I'm Chris Hickson with QBIQ Systems, and I've got somebody here that you're going to love. Not only that, we have an another guest host, actually the operations. The reason QBIQ runs like it does is because of Chet Walters. So he's going to be on here as well, uh, as well, and he has a special relationship with our guests. And I just want to talk a little bit about our guests because, number one, he just came off of, as uh, on the coaching staff, they just won the national championship. So when you guys, when you listen to this, listen to the words he's, he, he says because he's coming off a championship run and how to win games. This guy's got the sauce. He's got the sauce and how to run an offense. Not only that, this guy was a four-year starter at Jacksonville. This guy threw for 89 touchdowns. So when you're, you're listening to this podcast, get your ears right. You may want a notepad. This guy's name is Cade Bell. Cade Bell, what's up, brother? Hey, man. How you doing? Doing great, man. It's great to have you on. It's, um, I, you know, whenever you get top, top, a top guy on an awesome coaching staff, not only that, your dad uh, has somewhat of a resume, doesn't he? Yeah, man. He's, um, you know, from playing at the University of Florida, playing professionally for 13 years, and then now coaching, man. He's, he's had a long journey of, uh, in the football career. Yeah, hey, what's up, guys? This is Chet. And, uh, and Cade, we've never met, um, but we've got a mutual bud, Craig Brodsky. And, you know, with QBIQ, anybody knows that whenever I'm in the scene, of course I've got to talk about Delaware. So I was GA, I was coaching at Delaware 2014-15 uh-huh. and, uh, and uh-huh. coaching safeties, and Craig Brodsky was a safety. That's a childhood friend of yours. And yeah. uh, you, played at, you were playing at JU. You guys came uh-huh. up. And um and basically threw the ball all over the place and from that day on I've hated lefties. Um, <laughs> so do you remember that game, Cade? Yeah, man, that was um that was actually a special game I thought and um in really my career. Um my redshirt freshman year I mean my redshirt freshman year, we were really young and um and I ended up tearing my MCL so I missed the last four games that year and we were we were pretty good. And then going to my sophomore year, which was that year um, you know, I actually recruited Craig out of high school. See, me and Craig grew up together, played high school ball together. We're, we're real best friends. And, um, you know, Craig always had them shoulder problems, so I tried to get him to come play offense for me. I was like, hey, man, you know, come play slot receiver, man. You can run. And he, But he's always played DB. So we went up to Delaware, and it was funny because the next thing you know, we played um, my redshirt sophomore year, that first game of the year. And, um, you know, it was a lot of competition, a lot of trash talk before. Um Funny thing is I was actually playing Xbox with Craig one time, and one of y'all's D linemen actually messaged me through Xbox and said he's gonna, he was going to hurt me before oh, the game. Man. So, yeah. No names, no so, names, um, no names. Yeah, exactly. But um, but it was a fun game, man. We knew, you know, up front, Delaware's always got some you know, great front seven and stuff like that, so we knew we were going to have to throw the ball a lot. And, um, you know, I just had some good players around me. We had a lot of Florida speed, you know, down south, yeah. and um, you know, just kind of run around, try to make some plays, and, um, you know, just couldn't couldn't pull it out. Yeah, I got you. Well, yeah, man, it was it was a fun game for sure. I mean, I, I'm I've stayed in touch with Craig. We're buds, and uh, that that's a cool connection there. So you know, going forward, man, you're 25, almost 26 now. Uh, you know, following with your dad, you guys just got to USF, man. You know, this coaching journey, college coaching, is is it's got its ups and downs for everybody. What's it been like for you mm-hmm. and the progress that you've you've seen? 
so for me, it's actually been, um, you know, I've actually been in a great situation, being honest, man, you know. So I got done playing my senior year, and, um, you know, I went up to Canadian League, um, got cut up there. And so, you know, I've, I've always kind of wanted to be a coach. That was kind of my dream. Um, you know, I was I – was, the one reason I went and played for my dad too because offensively he's always been successful. You know, he's always had a great offense. And then also – and I was able to do things that other, a lot of other players weren't allowed to do in college where, you know, I sit in game plan meetings. I sit and, you know, watch film with him throughout the week when we played teams. And then, like, during spring games, he let me call my own plays every spring game for four years. So I just wow. call it from the, from the field. So I got to do a lot and learn a lot more than a lot, I think a lot of other college players do because I always had such a, you know, instant access with the head coach and OC being my dad. And, um, you know, so then I went um, – he took the job at Valdosta State um, you know, he, he brought me in as a, um, QB, um, GA. So I just helped him with the QBs and, um, I did like it just like I played. I sat in there and helped him game plan for the first year on first and second down, third down red zone. And then, you know, um, at Valdosta State, see, the issue is we don't have a lot of full-time coaches. A lot of, you know, division one, double A, one, um, division one schools have anywhere between eight to 10 full-time coaches. Right. And at Valdosta State, we only had five. So you have to rely on a lot of young coaches to coach on the field. And um, so I was in a great opportunity there. That's one reason I went to for him instead of going somewhere else because I was going to be able to coach on the field. I was going to be able to learn, you know, what I need to learn to how to run an offense, how to, how to um, game plan for defenses. And so, like, my second year there, I had to, um, our receiver coach left, so he moved me into the full-time receiver role. So I've got to going from quarterbacks. Then I got to coach receivers for a whole year, my second year there. And then about halfway through the year, um, with about five games remaining, Dad moved me to the box. And we've been game playing, like I said, for about now six years together. And um, he's like, hey, I'm going to let you call first and second downs. And it was really surprising because my dad's always called the plays. I mean, everywhere he's been, from playing Canadian ball as a quarterback to coaching high school to winning state championships and coaching at JU, he's always been a play caller and head coach. Yeah. But he was having to do so much as a head coach, you know, that you know he gave me an opportunity because he knew I thought just like him and I knew what he wanted. And I called first and second down, and then I started getting a rhythm the last five games, and he just let me go. And so I called the last five games that year. We averaged over 40-something points a game, went 4-1. And, one. and then, awesome. you know, he even put and then he put more trust in me. And, um, you know, he let me then in the offseason um, run the whole thing, and then I called everything this past year when we won national championships. So it's been a, it's been a um, great journey for me, and now I'm getting to, you know, move on and help him at USF. Well, well. Uh, Kate, a couple things there. It's 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 funny uh, in the coaching world, you know, you're 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 either getting fired and moving, or you're getting hired yeah. and moving, and it's yeah. either one, and it's just you're constantly moving. It's a it's a lifestyle commitment, and it's mm-hmm. um, but it's but obviously you guys are getting hired and moving, and it's a testament to the work that you guys put in. When you talk about your environment of how you grew in terms of knowledge and having access, obviously, to your dad and watching the game films and being a part of the the, the game week preparation and install. I'm going to tell you my biggest growth ever was when I was watching more film with – it was actually Gene McDowell. Gene McDowell was the um, – he was the – I think he was the first All-American at Florida State University at FSU. Mm-hmm. And then he was the head coach. He was with Bobby Dowden forever. And then he was the head coach at UCF for a long time, for 14 years. Mm-hmm. And I would watch him when I was playing. Uh, he was the head coach of a arena team. And I was playing with him or playing for him. He and I would watch film together all day long. 
and mm -hmm. we would grid things out and do the uh, breakdowns and really the GA work mm -hmm. in the in the constructs of building, uh, you know, the the scouting reports and so forth. And that's yep. where I really learned the detail of how to understand a defense, the weaknesses, and how our offense can exploit it. So, man, when mm -hmm. I hear the words that you're sharing, I only just – I remember back to my same steps. And, um, yeah, man, I appreciate the story. Yeah, man. And like I said, you know, that's one thing I've always respected about my dad and his offense is that he's very meticulous and detailed. And, um, you know, we're on game plan people on first down, second down the shorts, second medium, third and shorts, third mediums. In the red zone, we're going to be a great red zone team. I mean, this year, um, there's some statistic stuff. I mean, we were over 90% scoring in the red zone. Um, you know, wow. our touchdown to interception ratio at quarterback was 69 total touchdowns, only six turnovers. And I, I think that has a lot to do with the way he coached and the way he's, you know, taught me how to, you know, you've got to put in the film work, you've got to put in the work in the film and all the percentages and all the, you know, breakdowns. And also, though, you know, one thing I and what's helped me too is like, kind of like you said is um, every Sunday night, and I don't know if a lot of people do this, but um, on YouTube they have an eight-minute run of every NFL game from that day. And wow. I literally go every Sunday night during game plan. So we game plan starting Sunday, and then that night I kind of lay in bed or wherever I'm at, and I watch about four to five games of NFL teams that week and I can try to see things that I can implement to our offense that week mm. that might help us, you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, you know, a lot of people think they know everything, but, hey, there's some things that people are doing out there that can you can also implement in your stuff to make you better, you know? Hey, no doubt. So, if you ain't stealing, you ain't winning. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Man, that that's awesome. You know, and, and to do it at, you know, 25, 26 and, and all, the, all, the, all the things you've experienced so far, up until, you know, this past year of winning the national championship in Division Two, Valdosta State, big-time college football. Man, what was that experience like personally and, and for you guys as a team? Yeah, I mean, it was it was unbelievable, man. You know, there, it was actually, being honest with you, it was very mentally draining. You know, I've played the game, you know, like some of us had. And like I said, you know, I've coached. And this is the first year that we went basically 18 weeks straight, if you count it. Count you yeah, count yeah. camp all the way to the national championship, and when I was done with that national championship, man, I was mentally drained. I don't think I've ever been so mentally drained in my life. But um, it was it was unbelievable. You know, it's one of the things when we got to Valdosta State, um, we knew the type of players we had for our system. We needed for our system. Um, we went and got faster. We went and spent more money up front, which you know that's I think the biggest thing in, in football. You can have all the great athletes, but if you can't control the line scrimmages on both sides, then you're going to struggle. And um, you know, and I think. You know, we knew we had some young guys. I mean, the crazy thing about this offense we had this year, and, you know, we're an NFL pro-style passing game. I mean, that's what, you know, we were based out of Lindy Infante, who was with the Colts when Peyton Manning was going fast, and then some of the Spurrier stuff, fun and gun. And then we've kind of, you know, created that with the Fred stuff and some of the air raid. We've kind of mixed everything together so we can have the best of both worlds, you know, in the run game. And um, so, you know, we knew we had the with the talent, but the crazy thing about this offense this year is that, we only lost one guy. If we would have came back this past year, only we only lost one senior that started on offense. That's huge. And all the receivers were true sophomores and true freshmen. Both running backs were a freshman, freshman, a freshman, and the quarterback was a sophomore. So the fact that we were as consistent and um, as great as we were, averaging 52 a game and scoring at such a consistent, high, efficient, you know, playing offense is, you know, it's not always about, you know, snapping the ball 100 times. If you're not efficient at snapping it 100 times, that don't matter. You know, and for the young guys, um, you know, buying in and 
and having great leaders, you know, as in the senior class, man. And um, you and you know, dad always thinks about man. He was like, he was kind of telling me, he's, I don't know if it'll ever get better than this, you know, because it was one of the things where I think we only trailed in a game like three or four times all year, mm-hmm. you know. And that, but that's wow. how efficient we were on offense this year. And it was crazy that we had such young guys, you know. Usually you have that efficiency with with a bunch of juniors and seniors, you know. And um, so, you know, we think we got a, a great thing going with the way we keep developing and keep trying to make the system even better and better every year. So when you're in front of the team, Cade, you had just said dad. I, I just wondered, do you call him coach or do you call him dad out there? <laughs> so really, being honest with you, he don't listen when you call him dad. So I actually call him his nickname. Everyone calls him KB. So I actually just call him KB, and that's the only time he'll, he'll, he'll listen. So. I don't call him dad, you know, it's more, and it's more of a professional thing, but uh, I just, right. but some people like look at me, you know, like you don't call your, your dad, like pops or dad. I'm like, no, dude. <laughs> you know, cause he's coached me too. So, you know, I didn't want to be calling dad on the field and stuff, you know, so. Come on, KB dad. Call the right player. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, dude, that, that's awesome. What an experience. I mean, um, it's something that can't really be matched, you know, in, in any other sports mm-hmm. or, or anything. Uh, I mean, you touched on it a little bit there about the offense that you guys have created and, and where it's kind of developed from. And, man, you know, I've I've seen it, obviously, from, from the defensive side a few years ago, Delaware-JU matchup and, and watching you guys and seeing the stats. And what just – what makes it click? So, like I said, you know, I think, um, you know, Dad is very detailed and precise. And in our offense, like I said, it's an NFL passing game which, you know, we still play out of the gun. Yeah, we're in the field. But what that means is is that every little thing matters, whether lining up two yards on bomb numbers, two yards on the hash. Um, quarterbacks, I mean, there's not no, you know, two guys read. I mean, we got, you know, layered reads. We got progression reads. We have, um, you know, option reads. So the way we, we do things is, is a lot. It puts a lot on the quarterback. you got to have a quarterback that can think of this offense. And so, like, you know, we have five reads. Bam, 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 check downs. We always have check downs. We all, always have outlets. Uh, we have added some of the, like I said, some of the air raid, some of the Baylor stuff into it. That's why I think this offense is just so great is because the way the system is created, see, Dad was one of the first people. So when Oregon started going fast with Chip Kelly, right, he was one of the first people that started going fast too. And that's when they, he also led the country in points per game in 2010, which a lot of people don't know that, but he did when he was over at JU. And, um, but even then, so he started, what he did is he took an NFL offense so, like, a, a regular play for me right my true freshman year when I was redshirted would be a, a regular NFL play for us in the huddle would be, like, cat, HND, Y-drag, Z4. And that would be, like, an easy play. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? And so, but now what he did is he's taken this NFL system and he's made a system to where we can go fast. And I think that's what makes us a lot different than other people is that we actually have a legit NFL system. And then we got the spread run game and the spread screen game and we've kind of brought it two together because, you know, the spread is great in college football too. And, um, and, you know, we just, like I said, we're very efficient and very detailed in what we do. Okay. Uh, so when, when you jump into the, the offense and how it runs and when you, you, you have the, the go faster, by the way, Chip Kelly, I played against him when he was uh, DC up at, at New Hampshire. And oh, they, okay. Uh, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure they grew their guys in labs uh, because those guys were not correct. They were not human. They were machines. But at the same time, they played such a an elusive understanding uh, from a pre-snap, you know, situation. Mm-hmm. 
it was tough to understand him, but at the same time, Chip, you know, did a great job with uh, always being in balance. The, the, we always like to say at QBIQ that the defense has to play by two rules. They're not very smart, so they only can handle up to two <laughs> rules. And exactly. so those two rules are they got to be balanced to the offense by the snap of the ball, and they also mm-hmm. have to be within inches of their post-snap responsibility by the snap of the ball. Mm-hmm. So we, And we like to use those against them by yeah. showing us a good pre-snap read. How much weight do you put into your pre-snap understanding for your quarterbacks? Oh, it's it's a lot. And like I said, it's the NFL system. So, like, pre-snap for us and with our RPO game we developed and stuff like that, I mean, you know, he's got to read a certain boundary safety on an RPO backside um, before the ball snapped. And then when the ball snapped, he's got to, you know, get his eyes either to the end or depending on what we're doing if we're locking in. Um, with our – I mean, we have so many protections because we're NFL offense. So, as a quarterback – we're very big on, you know, if they're giving us a, a dog zone blitz from the field, um, you know, he's got to switch to, he's got to change the protection to the other side so we can pick it up so we don't have to throw hot. Uh, we throw hot in our offense, so um, sometimes if we get two guys blitz from one side, then our receivers have to break slant on the fly, on the go. Um, so our quarterback does a lot, like I said, with the protections. We give them a lot of freedom throughout the week. Um, we'll come, we'll have four or five pass checks too, depending on blitz, depending on um, looks pre-snap and um we give them the okay to hey we don't want to run into a blitz we don't want to you know um put our protection into a blitz we want to you know get out of this play and um get to slide pro and maybe throw quick game and and so we give them a lot of freedom with that also um being able to hey get us in the right place man it's okay to be aggressive and um you know and, and take some shots and and uh, get the ball at your hand we don't want the quarterback to hit, get hit that's real big on even in our rpo game you know we're going to block ends a lot of times when we do throw rpos because he don't like the quarterback getting hit. You know, that's one thing that, you know, we see sometimes in college football where in the RPO game, the quarterback's getting murdered all game and because the guys are coming free. And he's real big on protecting in the RPO game because, you know, the biggest thing about playing quarterback is when you're not getting hit, man, you feel good, you're able to stand there and throw it. When you start getting hit, you start getting that tunnel vision, you start locking on the guys, and, you know, and that's not what we want to have. So, um, And also, in the, even in the run game, you're talking about pre-snap, I mean, this this past year, our quarterback was really good in the run game. Um, safety rolls, we had certain runs we want to run against safety rolls to the weak side. Um, running away from blitzes, I think that's a great thing that um, a lot like we've done a lot more this past year, and um, and I think it's really helped us, you know, having a quarterback that can that can do all that pre-snap. Yeah, no doubt. When you put a lot of weight on the on the quarterback and in, in decision making, uh, you got to have the guy that can do it. And so, yeah. a part of the recruiting process. What do you guys do? Do you do an intellectual evaluation? Yeah, we do. I mean, we're big on, like I said, when we bring them in, we're going to get them on the board. We're going to see them. You know, we're going to talk about, like, the base of our offense, you know, the base of our passing game and run game, and then we'll go through it, and then we'll quiz them. We'll, hey, draw this up. We want to see how fast they can remember something and then get on the board and draw it up. You see what I'm saying? Or, you know, um, give it back to us. Because I think quarterback, if you know, the best quarterbacks, there's a lot of guys that don't have the biggest arms. They're not the tallest, right? Um, and now if you got that, like I said, when we look at quarterbacks, the first thing we look at is intangible. Is the kid, does he make people better? Does he, you know, does he, um, is he, can he, is he quick on his feet thinking? Does he make decisions? You know, we always talk about PDP is a big thing that um, I talk about with the quarterbacks. And what that means for me, when I, that's in my QB room, PDP means we want you to be perfect, okay? So as a quarterback, you want to strive for perfection in everything you do, right? 
whether it's the offense, whether it's, um, you know, you're, you're working out and being on time, we want you to be perfect. And then the second one is we want you to be decisive. I think that's a huge one for a quarterback. And what I mean by making quick decisions, being decisive. Look, we want you to make quick decisions, get the ball out your hand. you got to build a process, the information that we give you. So we want you to be decisive. And then with all that, if you've got the athletic ability, we want you to be a playmaker. So if you can do all three of them things, be perfect, be decisive, then you're going to be a playmaker when we have the opportunity to make some big plays down the field or with your feet. Yeah, no doubt. Great approach. I, I love the way that you detail that approach. That's fantastic. And here yep. at the QBIQ system, I mean, that's exactly what we try to do. What we try to do, we we, we put a lot of weight in that pre-snap uh, understanding and mm -hmm. understand structurally how they want to work and then also individually how they want to work. And exactly. what we do is get a, uh, basically an anticipation of probables. And just, just mm -hmm. like Peyton Manning, right? Peyton Manning, he knows a play, particular play is not going to work because his pre-snap understanding, so he'll get his, his team out of a per, uh, certain play and put something exactly. in that fits the situation and fits the defense. And mm -hmm. I mean, that's the kind of guy, when you're in that NFL offense and, and you give a lot of weight, responsibility to that quarterback position, you need a guy that can handle all that. And I mean, that's exactly what we concentrate on here at QBIQ. Exactly. And that sounds exactly like what we do, you know, off, um, like I said, pre-snap. Like, you're, like basically what you're saying is, you know, if you have a five reads, right, on like a, um, a progression from, you know, deep middle, flats, check down, whatever, right? All right, you're basically saying, hey, pre-snap a certain coverage, I already know that I'm getting off of these two, these two, this side of the field, right? Exactly. So now I'm going to work one, two, three. I'm going to work my end to my flat to my check down. You saw my dig to my flat to my check down because of the coverage. And that right there is how, you know, quarterback, once you start understanding the pre-snap and you start, like I said, you start really understanding defenses, you can already now, you're going to take yourself out of so many bad situations because your eyes are going to be in the right area of the field, and now you're going to be getting the ball out your hand quicker. You're going to be getting hit less because, like you said, pre-snap is such a, a big thing if a quarterback can really do that and process it. Music to my ears, man. I, we've <laughs> got to talk. we got to get on another call, just you, me, and Chet, talk a little bit of QBIQ, man. That's music oh, yeah. to my ears. I, I love, love to hear you talk. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, y'all, I like anybody, man, When you, like I said, when you're you're putting a lot of – you know, thinking, like I said, a quarterback at the end of the practice, man, he, his mind should be tired. You know, we always talk about that. He should be processing every little thing that goes into playing quarterback. And then once you learn, like I said, once you learn everything and you understand everything when it comes to the system and what we're trying to do that week, then it should let you – on Saturday, it should just be natural. You should go out and play and just let it go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that That's awesome, Kate. Man, I appreciate you jumping on with us, man. It's been great. Uh, hopefully, you and I will get to meet here someday. We've got so many connections. Um, yeah. But it was – I really appreciate it. Appreciate you hopping on the QBIQ podcast. I'll turn it over to Chris here to finish up. Kate, yeah, man, if y'all – Yeah, Kate, thanks so much, man. Um, again, whenever you get a chance to have somebody on the on the line sitting there talking talking ball, talk, talking X's and O's and what they want out of the quarterback – position that's right up our alley here at qbiq and here you've been listening for the qbiq podcast with Cade bell just coming off the national championship run he just had can't uh, can't tell you how much we appreciate your time thank y'all thank y'all very much and if you ever want to come down here to tampa or y'all ever in town and want to come by just let me know done deal we're, done. we're there we're there <laughs> you guys out there listen qbiq podcast we drop one every week this is this week's with Kate Bell.
Kane, thanks for stopping by. We'll be checking you out at USF this year, brother. Good luck, and thanks for listening, everybody.